0: Listening to SBS on the Money
1: with Ricardo Gonsolves. It's To daily 10 minute business and finance news wrap for this Tuesday, the 13th of February 2024. On market day, we'll speak with Jamie Hanna from Van Eck. But first, we'll start with aviation because the ACCC says domestic airfares continue to fall and are now below that of late 2022 but there are still reliability issues. For more, I spoke with the ACCC Chair, Gina Cascotley. Gina, what are the areas airlines are improving in? What are they doing right at the moment?
2: Generally, airfares have been coming down, particularly from the very high levels we had at the end of 2022. And the reason for that is that the airlines have been returning more capacity so that their... And pent-up demand is coming back a bit too because there was such a big demand from domestic customers to return to the skies after the COVID period. But it does mean that there is more capacity in order to meet demand. The other really important point is that we can celebrate for the first time we have four airline groups competing on a route. It's one route, the Melbourne to Gold Coast route, but because of the entry of Bonza together with flights by Rex, Qantas and Virgin, we have four competing airlines operating on uh, one route and a number where we have three airlines operating. So one in two passengers, meaning across the routes that they fly, are able to choose between three to four airline groups. So we have had very importantly an increase in competitive entry and expansion, which the ACCC is very keen to see, is fostered and continues. So
1: that's the good news. What are the areas where they're failing or or need to improve?
2: We continue to have significant concerns about poor reliability. So we have cancellation rates at 5% of flights, whereas the long-term average is 2.2%. So it's more than double long-term averages. And in terms of delays, so non-on-time departure and arrival, we had levels of only 63% were arriving on time as compared to a long-term average of 81%. So they have not yet brought back the levels of reliability that customers expect and deserve since the significant disruptions from covid
1: And just finally, then what's the ACCC's latest thinking? What are you doing to promote airline competition and better protect consumers?
2: Firstly, we are monitoring closely, and that includes monitoring to ensure there isn't anti-competitive conduct by our largest providers. Qantas is still around 61%. Uh, Virgin also is around 31%. So they're still by far at market share the largest providers And so we are watching to ensure that the way in which they engage with other participants, the way they manage slot allocation, for example, is not disadvantaging the capacity for expansion of Bonza and Rex. We've also put submissions in to the Government Aviation Review about the importance of reshaping and revising slot allocation so there is greater capacity for the new entrants to be able to expand and to obtain a higher percentage of slots so that they can really grow. Currently, Bonds is 1.7% market share and uh, Rex is at 5.3%. So they're still small. We need them to be able to expand to continue to have really vigorous competition in domestic aviation.
1: That's Gina Cascot lee the ACCC chair. Now, market day. On the SBS On The Money podcast, profit reporting season rolled on on the Australian share market today, which fell today. The S and P ASX two hundred down zero point one five percent to seven thousand six hundred and three. For more on the day's market action, including all those profit numbers, I spoke earlier with Jamie Hanna from Van Eck. So Jamie, profit reporting season is really hotting up today. We had the likes of Breville, Seek, James Hardy and CSL, for example, all reporting. So what's your take on the general mood and what we're seeing so far?
0: Yes, well, it's certainly an interesting day for results. Um, Any of the companies that reported today, um, really, the market didn't take them too well. If we look at Seek, um, their ad volumes were down. The market's pushed them down 6% at the moment. Breville, their guidance going forward um, looks a bit soft. And as well as, you know, they're going to stop some of their steep discounts. The market prices them down 10%. James Hardy, um, you know, they'd like to see an interest rate cut. I'm sure we all would. But they're obviously um, seeing a softening demand in the building space. You know, they're down 5%. And if you look at CSL, yesterday, they announced that they were struggling on one of their drug trials, pushed them down 5%. Today, they come out with their results and um, seeing a bit of softening, um, you know, around the edges there, as well as some of their new acquisitions aren't doing as well as expected, down another 3%. So looking at the... The, the earnings, I mean, today, any company that hasn't, you know, given a good guidance going forward has, has really been hit by the market. It's still early days in terms of the earnings season. Um, you know, we have it's going to play out over the next week or two. But to be completely honest, at this early stage, it seems that any company showing any form of negative guidance is, is being marked down by the market. And that's no doubt a result of the equities markets and the share markets being uh, quite high
1: at the moment. Another interesting one today is Macquarie. It has warned that its full year 24 profit was substantially lower year to date when compared compared with 2023. And that's at a time at when one of its most um, highest paid bankers is leaving the company. What do you make it and what does Macquarie's operating environment say about corporate earnings and the economic environment at the moment?
0: Yeah, look, Macquarie is one of Australia's largest diversified financial conglomerate companies. So there's many factors at play with Macquarie when trying to assess its performance. So if we kind of break Macquarie down, they have four main divisions. So we have the banking arm, which is where mums and dads can get mortgages, you know, general banking services. And that area makes up about 14% of their overall revenue. Um, Then you have the asset management arm. and, And that arm is where people invest their money. And they manage under that about $882 billion worth of of assets. And that makes up about 14% of the profit. So if you look at these two businesses, they're both annuity. So they earn fees from holding assets. But they've seen their margins compressed. um, And they're seeing a a general slowing in some of the green investments in that space. And so having slightly less assets and margin compression, that, that area of Macquarie has not done as well as what it has done in the past. But if we break down the other two divisions of Macquarie, we have the the commodities and global markets. And this is really the largest avenue for Macquarie's revenue space. And this is their trading arm. This is where they um, access shares. They do commodity deals. um, They have market access for clients, execution. And that makes up 50% of their revenue. And then we have Macquarie Capital, which is their advisory arm that does some brokerage. And that makes up the remaining 15%. So these two areas of Macquarie, Um, really had an amazing previous year. So it's very hard for them to compete with what they actually had last year. So last year saw huge commodity booms um, from the war in in Ukraine. And as a result, a lot of their earnings, it's very difficult to compare to that. So they're really pulling back to an earnings model, which was similar to what we saw in 2022. Um, But the market really hasn't liked it. Really what it's saying is that, you know, We don't care that you're falling so much at the moment. We want to see your growth potential going forward. Now, if we look at some of the changes, obviously Nick um, O'Kane was a well-respected and and a top performer at Macquarie. He used to head up the commodities and global markets business. He's certainly a loss for Macquarie, but they're replacing him with another top performer, um, and you certainly expect that from Macquarie. Um, So I don't think it will have any long-term impacts on the profitability. Now, what this is really highlighting is that the market is difficult across all sections of the economy that Macquarie focus in. So it's it's challenging for them to generate new growth opportunities and maintain momentum that they saw in the previous year. And I think all across the market, not just Macquarie, certainly across other companies and their earnings, it's really down to how they can generate growth going forward when market conditions are slightly working against them.
1: OK, um, in terms of market conditions, one of the key things will be the direction of interest rates, right? Um, we heard from the RBA, uh, an RBA official, Marion Kohler, today, who reiterated that inflation will take some time to return to target. So towing the the RBA's line, what's the market's latest pricing on where interest rates are going?
0: Look, you don't have to look very hard at the moment to, to hear and, and find out economists' um, thoughts on it you're going to see rates stay higher for longer unless there is um, serious changes in some of the economic conditions in Australia. And that's unlikely to happen in the first half of this year. So looking at it all across the market, um, there's an expectation that, that there could be rate cuts, more towards quarter three or quarter four of this year. So really in the last part of the year. So you should be expecting at the moment for rates to stay higher for longer. And it's really unlikely for rates to head back to where they were in the previous years before we've seen this growth. And certainly the, the RBA is expressing this. Most economists are expressing this. So we're really driven by data and assuming that you know, we progress into a slowing economy slightly in terms of seeing a higher unemployment rate. I don't think for the moment anyone should be expecting any cuts to their mortgages.
1: And finally, and very quickly, where do you see the opportunities for investors at the moment?
0: Look, very tough on the opportunity front. It's really important at the moment to have a a diversified portfolio across, you know, all aspects from equities to floating rate, um, interest-bearing deposits, if that's what you're looking at for bonds. But if you're looking for an opportunity, very few and far between. I've noticed that the gold price at the moment has gone above $2,000 an ounce. So it's at a very high point. But gold equities, so the underlying gold companies, have really been flat. Last year was a very good year for equities, but gold mining companies that are producing gold um, have made some big cost cuts over the last few years, with the gold price going up, they should be making more money, but the market hasn't priced that in. And right now, there's potentially some, uh, some upside to that.
1: Jamie Hanna there from Van Eck. Yep.
0: Yep. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation.